everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Make sure if you're watching the video version which goes up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page which is youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie or if you're listening to the audio-only version, which you can find on all your favorite podcasting platforms just by searching Twasm or T-Watches a Scary Movie, hit that subscribe button. That will keep you up to date to when the new episodes are going up. Again, video versions usually go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Audio-only versions usually go up at least half an hour earlier on Wednesdays as well, too. But if you get subscribed to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash tscarymovie, that will keep you in the loop for all the updates that I make on either of those platforms. Also, it'll keep you up to date with the letterbox written reviews that I do and TikTok videos and other social media as well. So subscribe on my platform so you can stay up to date with all the scary stuff that's going on. And folks, this is the last show of September. Next week, we are in October. Spooky season is in full effect right now. We've been celebrating the Halloween season for the last month as it is, and we are gonna continue to do so because I have another set of scary screaming suggestions for all of you tonight. I've been hitting you up every single week with six suggestions across six of the more popular streaming services that are out there, giving you some good ones to check out. And I'm back here with another six for you. Let's jump right into it. We are starting again with Netflix, and I want you to go and check out the film Lights out. If you haven't seen this one, this movie was based on a viral video that was created about some kind of monster, ghost, demon, whatever it is that can only get you when the lights are out. You might remember there's a lady in her house. She keeps flicking her switch on and off, keeps seeing somebody in the background and they keep getting closer till they're eventually right next to her. Yeah, we ended up getting a full movie out of this one here and this film Loved it. Got to see this one here in theaters. There are some great jump scares. Love the design of our monster, our ghost, our demon, our creature, whatever you want to call it at that point. Uh, I'm kind of sad and surprised that we have not gotten a sequel since this film has honestly come out as it was one of my favorites when it released. But if you haven't checked it out and you're looking for something with a good amount of jump scares, not too gory, and kind of appropriate for younger audiences as well too, you're going to want to go check out Lights Out right now on Netflix. Netflix. Now, moving over to Hulu, which I absolutely love Hulu, love Hulu to death here, you can check out Werewolf by Night. Now, I know I am talking a Marvel title, so how could this be anything even close to scary? But y'all, considering the MCU and everything they've done over the last 15 years at this point here. Uh, it's nice to see them finally branching out to do different things. And Werewolf by Night is definitely one of those different projects, you know? Um, it was originally released in black and white. And I say originally because if you don't know, they're actually releasing a fully in color version of this that has been completely redone later on this month, which we're gonna check out as well too. But if you haven't seen this here, this definitely looks at a different corner of the MCU, of the Marvel Cinematic cinematic universe that's out there. Um, we're seeing a lot in terms of mysticism and monsters that we have not seen yet across any of these films, except maybe Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it's cool to see a lot of these scarier threads start getting picked up because while I love the MCU, 
And even at their worst, they're still very, very entertaining. I know that a lot of fans are looking for something different from the same cookie cutter releases that we seemingly are getting over and over and over. Werewolf by Night will keep you covered there. Go and check that one out on Hulu right now. Over on Prime, I want you to go and see Maggie, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin. Um, this was a film that came right after Arnold was officially done in office and getting back to his movie career and picked up a lot of projects, some of which obviously we would expect to see him in these heavy action orientated roles. But he also took on a lot more character pieces, which is great because Arnold is actually a really good actor when he's given something to work with and Maggie is definitely one of those films it's a story in which a zombie apocalypse a zombie outbreak has happened in the world itself and at this point it's kind of commonplace everybody is kind of learning to live knowing that these creatures are out there and that you can easily get infected and if so that's kind of it for you and it turns out that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character has a daughter played by Abigail Breslin who is infected and they're just trying to figure out a way to uh, a way to approach life moving forward knowing that this is likely the end of her life and as a loving father doesn't want to let her go even though there's a big danger to him taking care of her. I absolutely loved it. Again, it's great work from both Breslin and from Schwarzenegger. It's a very different role than what you would expect to see him in. Definitely check out Maggie right now on Prime Video. Now, over on Max, you can go and check out Let Me and now some of you've heard are already hearing this and saying what the hell are you talking about? But guys, listen up. Let Me In is a remake of an incredible vampire film called Let the Right One In about a young girl who moves in next door to a young boy and young boy has no friends, doesn't really have any kind of uh, any kind of family. And he does have family, but they're not as involved as he would love them to be. And he strikes up a friendship with this young girl who's hiding a secret that she's a vampire. Now the original film is just absolutely atmospheric. It's moody, it's bloody, it's gripping, it's emotional, it's romantic. It's a great, great film. And so when it was adapted for American audiences here, and it stars uh, Hit Girl herself, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, um, I still very much enjoyed this film, honestly. Uh, I get it. I think a lot of times with remakes that we're doing of like international films, uh, I believe Let the Right One In was Danish. And obviously if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't have it pulled up or anything, but I believe Let the Right One In was Danish, I wanna say. And a lot of times when we get films that are being, uh, uh, being, a remade over for American audiences. Uh, it's been said that we lose a lot of what made them so successful and what made them so great in their original release. And I will admit, no, it doesn't hit as hard as the original film, but I still think there is a lot of good here in this adaptation. I mean, we get Elias Coteas in it, who I absolutely love, amongst a number of other really great actors in this film as well, too. Folks, you gotta check it out. I will say uh, that it can be extremely brutal. Um, it does not lack on the blood, for sure, in this one, so maybe not a great one to show, uh, show your kids here, for sure. And it's a very depressing film at that as well, too. So uh, make sure you're having a good day for you check this one out. That's Let Me In, available on Max right now. Over on Shudder, we have Watcher. Watcher, a film that I recommended it to uh, recommended to y'all last year as well, too. A film about a couple living overseas to where uh, the young woman, the, uh, our, uh, our heroine of the film, 
finds out that there's a man living nearby that seems to be fixated on her. That's always staring, always creeping, always watching her. And now are you, uh, the young woman is trying to find a way to prove that she's not insane and that something more sinister is going on. Now, this film, very reminiscent of, uh, you know, those home invasion thrillers like When a Stranger Calls or uh, Don't Breathe, things like that. And it kind of turns it on its head because not a lot happens in the movie, like showing the sinister side of things till we get a little bit closer to the end of it. There's a very great way of building tension across this film that does an amazing job of not letting it all loose until we're close to the end of it. And it's just so phenomenally done. Um, the fact that Shudder has this movie right now, it's one I had to pick up physically because I really, really enjoyed the way it made me feel. You gotta go check this out right now on Shudder, folks. And finally, my last suggestion for you tonight over on Screenbox, got a classic for you. Go and check out Sleepaway Camp. That's right, the original Sleepaway Camp film about campers and camp counselors who are terrorized by an apparent killer at their summer camp. Now, this might sound incredibly familiar if you've seen a little film called Friday the 13th or any of the ongoing sequels with that, but all I can tell you is it is so incredibly different. Uh, it is not at all what you would probably expect. And if you don't already know the twist, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Needless to say, that twist is quite uh, problematic in today's day and age. Not that it wasn't problematic back then, but we are very more compassionate about things these days and tropes like that at the end of Sleepaway Camp. Eek! So uh, watch with caution. But this is a true classic, even if I do prefer the second film much, much more. Nothing wrong with Felissa Rose. I think she is uh, fantastic. But I'm a Springsteen kind of guy now. I uh, absolutely think that is my Angela for sure. So go and check out Sleepaway Camp on Screenbox. So more streaming suggestions for you. Let me know what you're watching, especially as we're going into October. Next week, we're gonna change things up a little bit, and I'm gonna try to give you a heads up on spooky suggestions that are on TV right now. But don't go anywhere, folks, because when I'm back, I'm gonna be sharing my thoughts and my full review on No One Debut. Hey everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDEW. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to T Watches a Scary Movie. Tonight in movie reviews, I'm going to be discussing No One Will Save You, a recent alien thriller to hit Hulu, which you can check out right now, folks. And you definitely should, because this is a four star right here. This is a really, really great movie. Now, Aliens and horror have gone hand in hand together for some time now. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Alien, Fire in the Sky. We've absolutely been treated to some gems that have made alien invaders terrifying. 
Most would likely agree though that unlike zombies, vampires, werewolves, etc., that true scary movies based around aliens just aren't as common. Yeah, every year we get a few dozen alien films. Some of them, you know, are the ones that are set in space. Some of them are set on Earth. But when you really have to think about it, how many of those actually paint aliens in a scarier than normal light? Like, consider it like, uh, consider it like this here, all right? Like, if you take the alien movies, for example, you know what you're getting into. No one is ever going to mistake the xenomorphs in Alien as being anything for friendly. So we know if you're watching an alien movie, what's coming out of that and you don't necessarily call the alien movies scary i think there are parts of it and the original alien film is absolutely a horror film without question alien is a horror film aliens is like sci-fi action horror alien 3 is a good horror film as well too and i love the entire series but one and three would definitely be like the the horror ones if we're really trying to get that figured out but you know to expect that with other alien films, maybe not as much. Like, you know, the aliens are going to come and destroy people. They're going to kill people, all that. But now that we know UFOs truly do exist, which is some crazy shit, and obviously some of y'all probably already said that for years to come here, um, this perfectly illustrates why No One Will Save You is going to be a standout in the genre for years to come. It's a terrifying tale of invasion that manages to make aliens scary again, all with only one line of dialogue in the entire film. That's madness. It's absolute madness, y'all. Now, Caitlin Deaver, who you might know from Booksmart, Rosaline, or Ticket to Paradise, stars as Brent a young woman who appears to be isolated from the residents of her town for some unknown reason. We know something has gone down at this point, and yes, we do find out what that reason is, but for some reason, she's isolated and ostracized, and she's living in isolation at her childhood home. One night, when Brynn discovers an intruder in her house, her entire world will be upended when she discovers her home isn't the only place being invaded. Now, Caitlin Deaver has always done a tremendous job when giving characters that are dealing with tremendous loss, and that experience definitely shines through here with the character of Brent. Uh, Deaver is forced to convey so much emotion through her movements and actions, and she does so, so effort, effortlessly, excuse me. Before and during this invasion, you know, Brynn is already dealing with so much negativity, again, from the entire residents of her town, that it almost seems like a catharsis of sorts, that when these aliens show up, she actually has the ability to physically fight back against them. She can let loose some of what she's feeling because she has no friends, she has no family around her right now, and she doesn't really have that option to physically express herself with all the people that are around her. Deaver just does a tremendous job with this role and there are times where I think that our uh, our misconceptions about her you know being a being a young woman in the way that she looks that she's probably not going to do so well if an alien invasion were to come down but y'all let me tell you right now if an alien invasion occurs after seeing this film I'm gonna have to throw Caitlyn Deaver on my survival list for sure like because she's gonna fight and definitely knuckle up against some aliens for sure folks now, writer-director Brian Duffield, who has done Skull Island recently on Netflix. If you haven't checked out Skull Island, check it out. Uh, it is a cartoon, y'all, but those of y'all who don't watch cartoons, you suck, because this show is fantastic. And if you're a fan of the current MonsterVerse with King Kong and Godzilla, we have the new series coming out on Apple. I think it's next month. And then uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2, 
I think that's next year, I want to say, I thought it was. Check out Skull Island on Netflix. But also, go and check out Love and Monsters, which is a film that he wrote as well. Um, Duffield's choice to have the film only have one poignant line of dialogue is an inspired choice, honestly. There's no presidents, there's no military commanders, top secret scientists, even news anchors here to rely on to flesh out character development, exposition, or any kind of emotional response. And that's what we usually get in a lot of these films. There's somebody who's kind of explaining everything for us that we're living through, that we're against, whatever, when aliens are evolved, and we don't get any of that. And it ultimately comes down to the world as we perceive it through Bryn's eyes. And that world tends to be way more cruel than understanding in this film. Bryn has been put through her own personal hell. And while physically she hasn't been made to suffer for the tragedy of her past, it feels as if her dealings with the aliens in this movie over the two days it takes place is almost penance for the sins that she committed as a kid. Now, it's fantastic that even though the alien depiction matches really what we've seen before in terms of design, that they still manage to be so effortlessly scary. It's absolutely effective for sure. Bryn gets the absolute crap kicked out of her across all these fights, and as scrappy as she is, it seems like they have an answer for any time she makes any progress in a fight with them, or she happens to kill one or kill another, that they always have an answer to come back against her with and it's interesting because i think a lot of alien invasion films that we get typically are depicted with the aliens trying to covertly infiltrate and eliminate us like yeah we have those big gaudy ones like independence day and everything but a lot of films like body snatchers invasion of the body snatchers the thing is the aliens trying to like stay under the radar basically and subtly take over because that's the way to ultimately guarantee victory and I think the idea here that Duffield, the writer-director Brian Duffield decides that all of this involving the aliens is gonna start with a home invasion. I think that that's an inspired choice for horror fans who might not be too big on alien films or just on sci-fi in general. Living alone can be a really, really scary thing and it can be even scarier when you don't have any friends or family like in the area or just alive or in existence at all. So someone taking advantage of that predicament can immediately make you feel like an alien in your own home. It's unfamiliar, it's unsafe, it's foreign. And it's made even scarier by the fact that Bryn is outmatched by these beings and we don't get a full grasp of their abilities and technology until a bit later in the film. But the first encounter almost ends with her death and very much sets the tones that things are going to get a lot worse for her if more show up. Spoiler alert, they definitely do. Now, I definitely can't leave out discussing the aliens brutality in this film without uh, coming back to Fire in the Sky, which I casually mentioned earlier as a comparison. I think that's a great example of a film that effectively made aliens terrifying. And if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely worth the watch for the abduction and experiment scenes alone. They will leave you with nightmares. I say that because I saw those scenes as a kid back in like 92, 93, and I don't think I've re I've watched the, the rewatched the full movie once since then. I think I rewatched it either last year or the year before because that film is fucking terrifying, man. It is scary as sin. And those aliens are absolutely crazy in that. But with that movie though, like I 
felt that the the energy, like how intense that these scenes with Bryn and these aliens were in this film, very much matched the intensity of Fire in the Sky. It really did what Fire in the Sky did so well, and in some cases, it did it even better here. Now, I'm obviously not going to spoil the ending for any of you, but we do find out the big mystery of why Bryn has been ostracized from the rest of the town, and as tragic as it is, it makes the ending that much more shocking. Bryn doesn't get much of a choice in the events that are happening throughout the film around her, but there's a sickening feeling you're likely going to get as the credits hit and you're left to contemplate whether or not that's true for the way things turned out for her, ultimately. Now, the lack of information is probably going to be a hard sell for casual viewers. When you don't have dialogue, you have to hope that every on-screen action can explain 100% of the story. And while most sci-fi or horror fans likely aren't going to struggle with this in this film, I think the casual viewers will probably walk away feeling like they didn't truly understand 100% of what was going on. And I know that's probably to be expected as the film would lose a lot of its strength, I think, if we had more dialogue than just the one very important line that we get. That sentence is just so incredibly meaningful and it really does allow Bryn to come to terms with the mistakes of her past. So you're kind of in a catch-22 and I think that Duffield really does make the wise decision to really just leave it all being said through the actions of the various actors and aliens. You know, don't give us more dialogue to really explain things because we have to make up a lot of this in our head for what's going on. Y'all, Hulu is on a roll with the last few years when it comes to the horror films that they have been putting out, and No One Will Save You is definitely enjoying those ongoing wins. Go and check that out right now on Hulu, folks. And that's going to do it for me, everybody. That is the end of the show. I appreciate you tuning in again. Make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned, folks. I got reviews coming up for The Exorcist Believer. I got the reviews coming up for a lot of great stuff that's coming out here in October. So you want to hit the subscribe button so you can stay tuned for what's coming up next. Make sure you're back here next Wednesday. More reviews, more scary streaming suggestions for you folks. But my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey everybody, I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.